Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin Cognac and caramel skins with time beard Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the livest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin Tying up the loose ends, we ain't ask for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming Andre, I ain't talking 3000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ignorant, it's true like, yeah, getting jiggy on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ignorant, it's true like, uh-huh, getting jiggy on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant, it's true like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, that's right. Podcast, buddy, for um, tuning in, liking, subscribing, commenting, and you know, giving me feedback. And everybody who has joined the show, thank you so much for uh, sharing your journey and your story on the platform. So, my guy, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to the people and uh, as well as your business? Sure, sure, sure. So, my name is Jazz Bernie, I'm originally from South Bend, Indiana. Um, about nine years old, I moved over to California to Sacramento, California, to be exact. Uh, currently now, I reside in San Jose, California, uh, where I work. Uh, I own my own business called It's Blase. It's a networking and events business for tech millennials in the Silicon Valley, uh, where we really just get every uh, really uh, black millennials together uh, to 
really just be great. You know, uh, I think that that's what's lacking in, in today's world. We, we're not connected. We're not unified. And that's what my business mm-hmm. is around. So um, on top of that, uh, I also work as a engineer at Intel where I cover um, okay. large, large B2B uh, networking segments, um, et cetera. So that's, that's kind of like my intro. Yeah, so you know, uh just to just to do a little bit deeper, you know, how do you feel about the representation of minorities in the tech industry? As as you can see, you work in the corporate world involved in it and as well as has a, a business really catered to it. So do you really see a lot of uh of minorities involved in the tech industry or even uh, aware of it? Uh yeah, I mean our numbers are very low. So our numbers are very low here. Um, it's not like, you know, it's not like a ton of us here. It, we have, we really have to stick together. Uh, just the representation, if you really look at the numbers across the board, um, you know, it's, I think it's like 2%, 2%, two 3% within the entire tech industry, which is very, which is like abysmal. It's very low. Um, so we need, we need more, you know, we need, we need, we need more, we need more people of color, uh, more diversity, especially a lot more women, um, mm. a lot more black women. That That's just across the board? Across the board, across the board. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, you know, I feel like what, what most people don't understand is in order for someone to excel at anything, they have to be aware of how it works or the intricacies that goes into it in order for you, uh, the processes to succeed. Right. 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 Can you just talk about how, you know, uh, most minority dominated uh, schools or communities uh, talk about their lack of technology within schools or within different programs? And can you talk about the effects uh, that has for them going into, uh, you know, the tech industry or just in any, industry in general you know yeah. just yeah for sure I, I can elaborate on that I, I can elaborate on that um you know a lot of schools you know in these uh, inner cities and and they, they don't have access to technology they don't have access one it's it's an economic problem it's a policy problem it's an economic problem and as we know it's a, it's a systemic problem uh the government isn't handing down money for kids to uh, you know, be interested in these things. There's de- there's definitely some programs going on uh, throughout the United States, um, but it's just not enough. You know, it, it's not reaching the communities that it, that it needs to reach. It, it kind of cut off. Yeah, they try to make everything so broad and diverse yeah. where it needs to really have a specific demographic, don't you think? Right. It, it definitely needs to be targeted, but it needs to be, I think it really needs to be led by us. We need to step up. Right. Um, as a as a culture and as a as a people, uh, to really teach and educate, uh, where, the and, and also just make it cool, like you know, <laughs> when 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 and, and make it known that it's possible. I, I think that kids and the way we have influence over them, uh, being this millennial generation, the way we're growing up, we're everybody's growing up within technology now. If you got to look at it that way, uh, so technology will be more, it will get integrated into schools it will get uh you know it it will be bigger but it's just not enough money it's not enough money 
uh, being fueled into uh, the educational inner inner city educational systems to really have those correlate to jobs and therefore more people are here in Silicon Valley being engineers, being black engineers, being uh, black product, product managers, black managers, you know, there's just not enough. Yeah. The important roles that actually, you know, would give, would give more attention to detail for our communities, right? Because when you employ people in these corporations or uh, around, you know, the Silicon Valleys and, and stuff like that, you expose them to something different. So they strive for those higher positions. They strive to be greater than what they've already, you know, been accustomed to. You know what I'm saying? So like you talked about with your networking business, it's about making people aware of other people right. and their circumstance and where they come from. So can you just talk a, a little bit deeper about your business and, you know, what you what you want to get out of it? Right. So I have a relatively, just to give a little bit of context, uh, I have a relatively newer business. Um, we launched about the fall of 2017. Um, and I just saw a gap. So basically, hey, there's there's not enough people of color uh, in the Silicon Valley right. and not enough uh, millennial people of color uh, really trying to connect and do great things. So um, that's kind of like the emphasis that I wanted to to really push on my business and really say, hey, let's get together. Let's, let's, let's see what's out here. You know, let's see, let's see what we can do as a people. And let's see how we can really grow and really become the next leaders, the next CEOs of, of this tech industry, right? Because you got to look at the tech industry and, and, and who's in it, right? It's, it's a lot of Indians, it's a lot of Asian Americans, and it's dominated by the white male, right? Uh, they control in the money. There's over $250 billion of revenue that flows through Silicon Valley. Um, mm. And we don't see, we don't, we don't even see any of, like a lot of that, you know? And a lot of, a lot of, even a lot of us are underpaid out here too, you know? And when I say underpaid, it's... Let's talk about that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Even us, a lot of us are, of- are, are underpaid out here because they, they, they want to shoot you a specific offer and it's just it doesn't compare to what what your your white counterparts or your or your Asian counterparts are making. And that's completely that's completely unfair. Wow. It's like you you know, we're including you, but at the same time we're excluding you because we're not giving you necessarily the, the same amount of opportunity financially for you to give back to the community, for you to uh, expound on your own venture or your own programs and things of that nature, you know? So can you just talk about how in, in any industry specifically with, uh, with, with tech, how, you know, it's almost like a fake inclusion or they just get enough just to seem right, like right. Uh, they're involved with the culture. Right, right, right. So what a lot of companies are pushing right now is this whole thing on uh, what they call diversity and inclusion. They're hiring um, top, top people to, like C-suite executives to run uh, diversity and inclusion initiatives throughout throughout all of these companies. And what are, they're really trying to do is get more diverse, make sure that their company represents the world in essence. So the world isn't filled with white people and only Asians and that's all you have, right? So they're trying to create this narrative of, 
hey, we're working to make our company more diverse. Look, we hired somebody to do this for us, right? We hired an organization to do this for us. But the reality is that they're changing what diversity actually is. They're changing the the actual definition of what it is. They're saying, hey, we need diverse diversity of thought. We need diversity of character. We need diversity of X, Y, Z. And these things aren't really true diversity. True diversity is what does the world look like and what does your company look like in terms of racial and ethnic backgrounds? And how is that representative of the entire culture of the world and therefore making your company representative of the world and therefore making your company and is, it, you're making your company way better. But they're not. Yeah. They're changing that. They're what changing is it? it up. Yeah. You, you offer too. you know, from a diversity aspect, uh, the more the more perspectives you have. Right. As far as uh, having male minorities, female minorities, uh, female black, male black, female Latino you know, male, Latino, Asian, you know, you got to have a diversity of both sexes in order to, you know, cultivate what every industry needs, <clears throat> you know, which is necessary uh, camaraderie, people understanding where other people come from or what other people go through. Right. And I think that uh, they missed the point with that <laughs> when they try to overcompensate, um, you know, for the lack thereof. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You know, they're 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 trying to twist the narrative and change the definition of what it means to be diverse. Um, and, and it's not also just like getting us in the seat. So a lot of people say that, like, hey, like you just need to get to the company, you just need to get to corporate America. You know, corporate America is for anybody that doesn't, you know, work in corporate America, corporate America is a very cold political place. It is all about <laughs> politics and it and it doesn't care about it, it can get real ugly real quick. So um, I think um, what people need to realize is that, hey, once you get there, it's, it's really difficult to stay there. You know, it's to really feel included in where you where you work. That's really important. You know, you have to really I, I, I struggle with it a lot. I struggle with it a lot because I'm the young one of the youngest black males uh in my on my floor let's say like on my floor and oh, wow. i'm the youngest person and i'm a black male i'm the only black male right so my co-workers right. are a lot older than me they have children that are older than me um they're they're not african-american um so it's, it's kind of hard to really feel included in conversations you're immediately out of touch yeah yeah so immediately and it's very difficult when, you know, you're superior and then it's it's all it's very political. So corporate America is very political. I don't care what what job you go to. You're either in the tech sector, whether you're yeah, in the healthcare sector. It, it doesn't matter. It, it, <laughs> you're dealing with people everything. and there's and people are flawed and there's going to be politics involved. I like him more. I like her more, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but. I think with corporate America is it's like you have to you sort of have to play the game if you want to survive. Uh, it, it sounds cold, but it's it's really true. You know, you, you have to sort of, <laughs> sort of, unless you're going to be a trailblazer and you're going to change the entire culture, you got to play the game until you can do that. Yeah, and that's what it's about too, like taking advantage of 
new opportunities, you know, not being afraid of, of the challenges that come with uh, being the first or being uh, dealing with the adversity in the workplace. You know what I'm saying? Right. And can you just talk about the importance of, you know, how to network? And can you also give us a couple of networking tips uh, in order to be successful in any industry, uh, specifically the one that you uh, dwell in as far as technology? Right, right. So when, when it comes to networking, um, it's it's really important. It's really important to to create a name for yourself, um, not just in corporate America, but in any, any sort of any industry that you're in, you, you want to be recognized as, Hey, this is the guy that does this really well, or this is the, the woman that does this really well. Um, your work will speak for your, for itself. And that's a part of your, that's a part of your networking. Um, but being able to connect with people on a personal level is really important in networking. Um, going beyond than just, Hey, this is my job. This is, this is my life. Uh, you know, I have this project. You have to really connect with people. So what I tell people all the time is, Hey, look, if you're a simple, simple advice is this, if you're trying to get a job, people hire people, people always look at corporations as, as if they are this big entity, but they're filled with people. So people hire people. So you have to have people skills. And people's skills is connecting with connecting with individuals on a very personal level, or at least trying to relate to them and correlate with them uh, because there's a bias built within all people. So if you sort mm-hmm. of know how to uh, exploit that bias or just be be yourself, the best that's why they say the best person you can be is yourself, because. Nine times out of 10, if you're comfortable, if you're relaxed, that person talking to you or interviewing you is going to be comfortable and be relaxed. And this this sort of correlates between, across all industries, um, especially the tech industry. Yeah. Can you also talk about, you know, the sacrifice us as you know minorities have to make in order to be successful in general? You know, uh, what cliches we have to give up, what stereotypes or what kind of mindsets uh, do us as millennials specifically, because I know that's where your network is targeted. Uh, can you talk about the the uh, the importance of that? Right. So millennials in general are looked at as, hey, we're very lazy. We're, we're you know, we were the technology boom sort of generation. Right. So you have to show that you're a hard worker. Um, I think that. Uh, that's a bias that we, we face a lot, you know, um, you know, you have to show that you're willing to put in the work, you're willing to put in the time. Um, there's also a bias of, hey, we're, we're going to jump shit at any time. You know, <laughs> millennials are in and out, <laughs> Correct. one and done, like, like college to the NBA, one and done, right? I'm going to go, I'm not loyal to any company. That's an old thing to do. I think it's just know, knowing to, to tell whoever you're, whoever you're, you're looking to, to connect with, um, it's important to have to to show your intentions, right? So, mm-hmm. what are your intentions? You know, hey, I'm if I'm only gonna plan to be here for a year. Let that be known. Hey, I'm only gonna be here for a year. Um, I'm looking to get X, Y, Z experience, and I'm looking to move up to the next level. Um, and especially as as a, we can't be afraid as minorities or millennials to ask for exactly what we want. And not beat around the bush. I think that's that's sort of a uh, a bias, uh, something that that millennials uh, do a lot as well. Kind of beat around the bush. It's like, hey, 
tell people exactly what you want and you'd be surprised uh, how fast you can actually get that. Yeah, especially when you're working into the, you know, that corporate structure. You, you got to wear your heart on your sleeve. You know, you got to be sharp. You have to be on your toes. And you also have to, you know, stand on whatever you're saying, stand on what you believe in. And I think that kind of encouragement and support is needed uh, for our people, you know, because a lot of times people deter us from things because they never were exposed to it or they never um, got accepted um, into, you know, certain parts of the culture in order to, to groom them to be the best them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people yeah. got neglected. A lot of people got hurt. A lot of people, you know, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? Are afraid to be exposed because they don't know. Right. You know, so can you talk about the importance of, um, you know, us rebranding who we are, you know, letting old things go, opening up and valuing new things. Right. I think it, I, I, I think, you know, it starts with with the individual and the goals of that individual. Um, I think that uh, everybody is going to have a brand. Everybody's going to be who they are. And that kind of makes them unique. Um but I, I think they just have to understand the system, understand where they fit in the system and what goals you want to get out in that system. Um, you know, I think it's really important to um, have an end have it's really important to be yourself. Like this this corporate world can really sort of sort of mold you to be the vanilla version of, of yourself. And they talk a lot about bringing your whole self to work. Right. I, that's that's nearly impossible. <laughs> I, I would say like that's nearly impossible, but I would say eighty five percent is possible, right? I say you you can go to work, um, you you can loosen up, you can relax, but you still got to be sharp. You still got to be on your game. Um, but it also it, it all boils down to the goals of the individual and why why they're here. Um, you, you know, always chase your. Everybody has to chase their goals. Everybody has to be on the ball when it comes to really knowing why they're doing something. Don't just do something to do something, do something to uh, have a goal an end goal in mind, right? Whether that's starting a business and getting out of corporate America, whether that is uh, really just being an expert in your field, right? And just being, being the best you can be. And I think that sort of will erode all sort of negative stereotypes um, but at the end of the day, people will always have biases and stereotypes will always be, be here, I believe. But if you're continuing to fight towards your goals, you, you can combat that a lot. Yeah. So you become more self-confident. You become more self-aware. You know how to handle yourself because you're finally accepting the growth that comes with uh, certain knowledge. You know what I mean? Right. So, you know, um, can you talk about, you know, what made you interested in going into tech or, you know, getting into the mobile apps and, and things of that nature? You know, what sparked your interest in that field? Right. So I, and, and, and talk about, too, you know, as black men, not being afraid to go into other programs out of the norm and making stuff like engineering the norm. Right, right, right. So for me, uh, I guess it started for me real young. Um, I was, I think I was in like seventh grade when I got interested uh, in technology. I was just really smart. So I was really smart in science. I was getting the highest grades in science. And I started to really 
uh, I really wanted to help on my family. So I'm not, I, I come from a background of, Hey, we were poor. We were very, we were homeless at one point. I was homeless at one point in my life and my family. And, and I knew that education was really key for me. Um, but I just knew I had to, I had to go all in with it within education to really make it out. Right. So about seventh grade, I was getting straight A's in science and mathematics. And I was just really smart. I was just really, I just really understood it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I started to look at jobs then. Like when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade in middle school, I started to look at jobs like, Hey, what jobs are out there that involve science uh, and, and and mathematics because I know I'm good at science and mathematics right now, and mm-hmm. and I found engineering right engineering but engineering it all the classes I took so fast forward through high school I really did great through science science and and, and mathematics still um, and then when I get to college um, I decided to study uh, computer engineering so that's that's what my degree is in computer engineering and um, it was difficult, man. It's hard. It's so hard. It, you know, in inner city schools where people they see that stuff and they're like, "Oh man, this this is crazy." Like, I, I, you know, what do I know about uh, what do I know about computer programming and uh, thermodynamics and all types of you know different science? Yes, yeah, you know, our people have our people got a bad habit right. with being afraid of new knowledge. Right. You know especially when it's to our benefit and to our, you know, to our progression, you know, so go ahead. Right, right, right. But to your other question, um, I mean, to the main question, you know, that's kind of like how I got into it. I was just really, I was really smart in science and mathematics and I just wanted to explore career fields that uh, catered to my knowledge. Right. Um, But I let you know that uh, college was no breeze, right. College was very difficult. It took me five years to get my degree. Uh, I failed multiple times. Uh, you know, I had to get back up. You know, I've, I've taken <laughs> physics classes. I was taking, uh, you know, advanced mathematics theory courses. And it was really difficult, but I think I just found a tribe and I stuck with it. You know, I just didn't quit. I think that's just that's just what it takes. And as black men, we, you know, going into those fields, we know that the numbers aren't there for us. Uh, every class I took in, in, in college, uh, maybe one or two black males were uh, studying engineering. And by the time it was three years, four years, uh, I was the only black male in my classes. This is crazy. Yeah, so you, you, I didn't see any black males. And I also didn't see any women in my classes at all. So that's just a reflective of the field now. It's just a magnified by the whole entire industry so mm. we can't you, you're right but you're right we cannot be scared we cannot be scared of new knowledge we cannot be scared of a challenge and really pushing ourselves to the limits i i knew nothing i'll tell you i knew nothing about engineering man when i when i took my first uh computer science class i was scared out of my mind i was like i'm not i'm not supposed to be here what am i doing i don't understand this but Something in me just said, keep going, keep pushing, keep learning. I don't care how many times you fail. I don't care how hard it gets. Just keep going. And engineering and mathematics, 
in general in science it's it's a layered it's a layered sort of uh knowledge so you learn you learn a to learn b you learn b to learn c and that's how the topics flow um so you'll get smarter and smarter and you'll have that base baseline knowledge and as long as you as long as you can always go back to that uh anybody can do it yeah anybody can do it. yeah that's the that's the best thing about um learning anything though I always tell people, always, you know, have a, a point of reference. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right? Do annotations in your studies or have a separate, you know, a little separate part for your notes outside of the book. Right. You know what I mean? Or, or outside of whatever curriculum you're learning. Like you, you have to engage with the knowledge that you're learning. Right. 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 So that means you have to network. You have to pursue those people. You got to knock on those doors, get some yeses, get some no's. Right. You know? and, and I would and I would say my journey, you know, my journey to getting a role like an Intel, right, was really difficult. I may have in college, I didn't do in college. I, I, I wasn't successful at getting an internship. You know, they, they talk about internships, getting internships. I'll, t- I'll tell a little story here about how I was part of the uh, national uh, program. An organization called Nesby, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, right? So I'm a part of mm-hmm. I'm a part of this this Nesby program, and we we drive down to Arizona, right? And there's a national there's like a regional conference there, and there's a ton of there's a ton of of business there's a ton of career there's like a career fair there, but it's a ton of black engineers there as well. So they this organization called Nesby is full of black engineers, and it's great because you get to connect with people that that think like you, they're smart. You know, they're on it. They're looking for internships. They're students. Um, so I get there and I and I was trying to get an internship. Right. Um, I talked to an, uh, I talked to GE. I was talking to GE at the time. Uh, so just General Electric. I was talking to General Electric and I was just chatting it up with the guy and he gives me an interview on the spot, uh, which is great. I talked to him about my story. At that time, I was a sophomore in college. Um, and then he gives me the he gives me the role. Right. He gives me the role. Great. So I have an internship at GE coming up the next summer. He said, the only thing you have to do is maintain a 3.0 grade point average by the summer. And you'll 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 be for sure into this this internship. So some time goes by. uh, That was in the spring. And then some time goes by. um, Grades come out and I am point. What was it? I had a 2.99765. And GE says, I'm sorry, you do not meet the requirements. You you can't get the internship. That's how hard it is out here. <laughs> this is how hard it is out here. We we really have to continually be on ourselves, be on our studies, and be excellent. And you know it's crazy <laughs> not to cut you off, man, but it's like that's why we need to get more into this into the business aspect of it so you don't have to get denied by nobody you can go to your own people right you know you can go to their tech company or their business or intern for them or get a paid internship i think all internships uh should be paid anyway but that's just another conversation but yeah you know but for the most part you know um it's always about taking a chance on on you, mm-hmm. you know, no matter how hard it gets, because we all know how easy giving up is. You know what I mean? So right. it's definitely about um, staying persistent, 
You feel me? Um, staying consistent in your work, not giving up. Get tutors if you have to. Right. Uh, link up with other people in um, different groups online, from Facebook to Instagram. You know, really network with your social media. You know, really, you know, engage with people who are going where you're going or already in what you're in. You know, so just talk about the importance of um, support when it comes to uh, one another in that tech field. Oh, man. Before we wrap up. Man, that that is invaluable, what you just mentioned there. The support that we need as our people, right? We already know that in this tech field, there's not enough of us. There's not enough uh, African-Americans. There's not enough millennials, but there's not enough African-American millennials at all. Um, So we got to stick together. We have to really connect, um, really grow together and utilize these things that we we're on all the time. You know, I'm on Instagram all day. I'm on Twitter. I'm on, you know, Facebook. I'm on all these social medias, but use it for good, you know, use it to connect and use it to tell your story. That's really, you know, can you also, yeah. Can you also talk about, you know, like, you know, they have an agenda for diversity and inclusion and everything like that. But, you know, with us being limited in that space, I wonder why people try to bash us for only wanting to endorse or only wanting to uh, promote our own when it comes to, you know, supporting uh, mobile apps or coding, you know, things like that. Like, why, why is it unacceptable for us to support our own in the industry where we're not represented well at all? You know, black people have a very tough time in this country, man. <laughs> we, we, we never were accepted. We never wanted to come here. We never wanted to be a part, you know, of this culture. So it's, it's, we're going to be exercised and we're going to be alienated in every instance, every single time. Um, we should expect that, though. You know, this is why you brought up the case previously, ownership, right? The more we own, the more of the, the narrative that we control. And, and that's so much, we have so much more power when we own things versus when we're asking for permission. We're asking for diversity programs. We're asking for money to fuel pipeline issues to get more black, uh, black girls into tech, into coding, into programming, into mobile apps. Um, the more we own, the more of the narrative we control. And the more of that's that's how we fix the issue is ownership, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, not only ownership, but uh, <clears throat> maximizing on our potential, right. maximizing on our network, right. and uh, maximizing, you know, Stop worrying about what everybody else thinks it says. You know, if industry is new, if it's weird or whatever, who cares? Go into it, learn about it. It can not only make us money, but the information needs to be shared to those who are ignorant to what's going on and, you know, towards the future. You know, so can you go ahead, man, and shout out all your social media, you know, websites, uh, business, etc. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, everybody can follow me uh, on Instagram at jburnie 6 um, my business is at it's underscore blase that, at, and you know, those are my two social media handles that I, that I really, uh, you know, use a lot. Um, my website is www.itsblase.com where that's where everybody could just, uh, you can go there. You can see what my business is all about. 
Um, you know, we got a scholarship coming out for for people in tech, for millennials in tech, and people of color. Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up um, in the in the in the year 2019 and in the year 2020. So we always plan ahead. We always think ahead. Um, and let's be great. So. Yes, man. Let's be great. <laughs> you know, let's be black and let's be excellent. Yeah. You feel me? So this is the Ignorant Intelligence Podcast, man. Thank you for coming on the platform and sharing your knowledge and experiences. It's all love, man. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it See the bigger picture, no microscopic We the livest, know you tuned in Yeah we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing All we missing is juice and gin, tying up the loose ends We ain't asked for your two cents Special guests every single day and still no new friends Calm down youngin', I know you see that we running I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming I Dre. I ain't talking 3,000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ignorant issue like, yeah, getting G.E. on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ignorant issue like, you know, sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ignorant issue like.